bills to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bills to 200-200. 710-WOR. Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Hi, you check out the Empire State Building tonight? Finally in right colors, right? Oh, yeah. There's no Eagles colors up there tonight. Yeah, I'm surprised they weren't red and yellow for the Cardinals tomorrow. Well, what... Well, what what New York sports team deserved having their colors on that building the last six months? No, it's a good point. Oh my but, gosh, it's been brutal six months. Right, but you agree that you shouldn't have it in you know Eagles or Patriots colors, no? Nah, Super Bowl didn't drive me nuts. Really? But, uh, but after the oh fact, my. I don't need it. Well, whatever. It's opening day, so at least they're doing the right thing with the Mets here. We got that right. <laughs> Blue and orange, baby. Yeah, red and yellow for the Cardinals tomorrow after they win, right? So I uh, I checked for tickets again for tomorrow. Now I can't find any upper deck when, tickets. So when did you look? Yesterday so I, or today? No, I looked tonight at 5.40, 5.45, and I was able to find a pair of tickets. But now I can't find them anymore. So I guess I guess I got really lucky for that little window yeah, where really? there were a couple of tickets available. Maybe but, somebody's card got declined or something. Yeah, I'm not buying them, so instead I just hogged them for 10 minutes and then someone else went in and scooped <laughs> them up. So if you tried to get Mets tickets in that 10 minutes and you didn't see any you wanted, my bad. Yeah, I thought something was off there because those are still yeah. difficult. To yeah, get. you would think opening day maybe, it, would be, uh, it would be sold out. Maybe Todd Frazier scooped up those last couple. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> He's got some more family. Needs to be at the game. Uh, so, uh, say go the update as far as that goes. We'll have your chance to win Mets tickets uh, for opening weekend uh, at the end of this segment. And the Saturday, actually weather-wise, that looks nice. It's got a big sun logo next to it on the uh, the, the weather app. Okay. So it's going to be sunny on Saturday. Okay. Take what you can get. What? It's sunny weather. It'll be a nice day. It'll be a nice day on It's on so Saturday. weird that the off day, I, I know that there's a normal off day in for rainouts and things like that, but in this particular case, it's on, on a Friday. Friday. Yeah, it's, two weeks in a row. So, yeah, I know. It's so weird. I mean, it's just you get the season started. I, I hate that. I get, I get why they do it. Mm-hmm. I understand that they have to, but it's so weird. Yanks will play four straight in Toronto. No issues, they obviously, with rain there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you get all pumped up for opening day and then it's okay. Let down day off, but then you resume play the weekend. Well, it's good because you can get in your over under bets now, then you can watch a game on Thursday and then you could panic and start hedging bets uh, on Friday. So let's dive into this a little bit because you have done the research and I'll just react. Okay. Yeah. Rush. It's not like, you know, I'm reading, I I rushed through some research today. Sal, you're sitting there, smoke coming out of the ears, calculators down in the basement, churning out exactly how many wins these teams are going to get. I know that's the way you're approaching it. I'm looking up and down the rosters. I'm like, I never heard of half these guys here. (laughs) What is happening in Major League Baseball? Well, Uh, because none of the players get marketed at all outside of uh, their local team. One thing I did notice, though, and it was kind of to our point before about you know picking the obvious, I think a lot of Major League Baseball this year is going to be is top-heavy. There are not a lot of teams that no. can surprise. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You look around Major League Baseball, you're trying to up, pick upsets in some of these divisions. I mean, it's almost it's a waste impossible. of time. No, there's seven teams that are capable of winning the World Series. Well, but let's just go AL East. You could say, what, two teams can win the division? You, you think the Blue Jays can or no? No. Right, so you're going Yankees, Red Sox. I mean, I guess realistically, the Blue Jays do have a chance. Not like they have zero chance, but it's it's going to be the Red Sox or Yankees. It's not like that division has been in years past. AL Central, seriously, can you make an argument for the Twins? I even? can. You think that they can compete with the Indians? I do. I like the Twins. Yes, 
I, now, I like them as an over, too. Twins made some nice under-the-radar signings late in the offseason. They brought Lance Lynn in to help out that pitching staff. I think the Twins, I remember last year, they are in that wild-card game against the Yankees. That's a good, young team that was able to add, not you know, a sexy name, but some solid veterans to go around. I think the Twins win that division. But to go against the Indians. I like the Indians, too. Right, I, the so Indians that... would meet my pick to win the American League, but I think they'll have to go through it the hard way. Uh, I may um, look into the Twins division. Uh, twins over under number. I saw it at 83 and a half. It should be higher than that, my in, opinion. I agree. I, I went over on that one. In Sports Illustrated, it has it at 78 and a half. That, I mean, I don't know where they're getting these numbers from. Maybe this magazine was you know printed a month or so ago. Who knows? But the, the number that I saw this morning was 83 and a half. I like the Twins. I just don't know if you can make it. I mean, are they going to beat the Indians? Yeah. I'd love to see I like the Indians, too. I understand what you're saying, but I I like the Twins a lot, what they could do in the regular season. And then I'm always big. If you have a great rotation in October, you're going to go deep, and that's where I would switch, and I really like the way the Indians are built for postseason play. I can understand that. I I try to do, just for sake of the over-unders, I try to do two in each division, so I have you know vested interest in you know other teams that normally wouldn't pay attention. All right, what have we got in the West? Uh, Well, the other point is, can can anybody beat the Astros? Can you make a legit case for anybody being the Astros? The Angels are the only team I see, and I feel like people are wishing on the Angels because everyone wants so badly to see Mike Trout in the playoffs get an opportunity for the best player in baseball to show what he can do. And I, I just don't buy all that they have. Shohei Otani, he's, he's got an elbow issue right now. He Already. doesn't look 100% healthy. It hasn't been terribly effective. I know he's better as spring training went on, but I'm... I'm not big on the Angels, and I don't think there's anybody else in that division to jump on with. I'm an, you know, the Mariners, who always disappoint, yeah. haven't made the playoffs in forever. They've gotten worse, and I thought they'd be good last year. I'm going to give you two numbers with the Angels. The win total, 84.5. Under. Yeah, I went under as well. That was one of them that I picked. And I got the Twins here at 82.5. I okay. would jump on that over. Okay, uh, so I did that, so we're in agreement there. Like I said, I had 83.5, so I got higher. Yeah. I went under A's, but who cares about that? The other number of intrigue I would give you, Shohei Otani wins. What do you think it is? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, what should it be for Otani? Probably eight and a half. Yeah, nine I saw it at. Yeah. What would you do? Under. Wow, under nine? Yeah. Dude, I mean, Dude, that guys, is... Wins, I would almost always bet the under. And obviously, not going to win every time with that, but the trend in baseball is for these starting pitchers to throw less and less innings and, and not as deep into games. And it used to be a big deal, right? If you guys threw... Uh, four and two thirds, get that last out of the fifth inning. You don't want to take a win away from him. That is not a consideration in the least for any manager in the game anymore. Let me give you... I, it's hard to get those wins. All right. Syndergaard, DeGrom, win total, each at 12 and a half. Mm. You have to go over That's that. That's low. That's low. Yeah, 12 and a half? 12 and a half is low. I mean, even if they. If you asked me to guess what it was, that would have been about three wins north of that. Okay. And it's, I mean, I know it's, look, today's game, you mentioned it hard to get, yeah. you know, 15. Even with that, if it's that low, I mean, that now you're betting on injury, basically, with those two, because if they make 30 starts, they're winning those games. 12 and a half for each of them. That's low. Is Harvey on there, too? I did not I, see okay. a number for Harvey. The only other ones I saw, I think Tanaka was 12 and a half, Severino, 14 and a half. Fourteen and a half. That's, I mean, that's the lineup's going to carry. I know, that's the thought, I, know, but I guess. Still, think about all that has to go right for them. Yeah, you know, a lot has to go right. You got to make thirty starts to win that many games nowadays. You're not winning twenty out of twenty five starts, and you know when Kershaw does it once in a while. I mean, it's amazing that he's able to. You know, the most innings that were thrown by an individual pitcher last uh, last year, 
It's 217 innings. That was the most. And who did that? I think it was Sale. Wow. I I just was looking at this last night because we had uh, Dan Plesak on of MLB Network, and he said, you know, the key number for the Mets is going to be 600 innings. That's what they need to get from Syndergaard, DeGrom, and Harvey. And you start doing the math on that, right? What two hundred innings each? So that's a lot to ask. You know, Syndergaard and Degrom really carrying up. I couldn't believe. You know, a team hasn't had that happen since twenty sixteen. Not one team in baseball had any three pitchers add up to six hundred innings it's last just, season. It's just the, it's just a difference in how the game is. The game has changed. Um, well, where were we here? Uh, well, we're jumping the National League with the over unders. Is that where you want to go? I went under Nats, over Mets. Uh, One of the Nationals, 92 and a half. Uh, let's see what the number is. I think that's is, what you so. told me it was earlier. I would take the over on them. I like them at 94 wins. Um, the Nationals are... Now, again, there's two different numbers. This one I got at 93 and a half. Okay, yeah. I went under there. Yeah, I, I, I probably wouldn't touch it because I'm so close. That's fair. All right, but, well, uh, who, who, who I would, would take you, over if I had to. If you had to pick another team in that uh, in the NL East to go... You the you, Mets, I'm over. Right. I am over on them. And Give me know, I more. know I've been you know tough on them the last two days. I'm only tough on them if you're going to start comparing them to the Nationals. You start comparing them to the rest of the National League, I think they set up okay to get a wild card. So I like the Mets as an over. Philly, 75 and a half? Under. Marlins, 64 and a half? That's a low number. I think they're an over, yeah. I mean, but why? What, are they going to win 66 games? I mean, that's a tough It doesn't take much. you got a young team. you got opportunities for guys. You you let them run. You win some games in April, May, and then you trade all the guys in July, and you hope you're already there. Good luck with that. Last week of September, you'd be pulling teeth to get to 65. Uh, Braves, 74 and a half. I don't have a good feel for the Braves. Yeah, I, I guess that's about right. Well, that's why I went Nats and Mets. Uh, I want to see the, the rookie. Everyone's got this kid pegged for rookie of the year, Asunia. Uh, he's I not wanna, even up, though, right? Uh, no, he's not up. up to start the year, but he'll be up in two weeks. They're trying to manipulate his service time like all these teams like to do, uh, and they'll get an extra year of control on him. Boy, they stink, the Braves, just looking at some, I mean, or at least they got guys I've never heard of. Maybe these young players could come up and do some damage. I mean... Uh, I don't. I mean, and Braves were a trendy pick last year. Everybody thought maybe they'd compete for a wild yeah. card. Well, seventy four and a half is pretty low. Cubs, uh, I went over. I told you Cardinals under. Uh, I think the Cubs are going to have a big bounce back year. Cardinals eighty five and a half. They burnt me last year. They're usually pretty good. I think eighty five is a high number for them. Cubs, would you go over over uh, ninety three and a half? Nine three and a half is a little high for me. Really, for the Cubs? Yeah, even for the Cubs. The Reds. I mean, maybe the Reds a little better. Pirates, no good. Uh, may, maybe I, I can't. I mean, the Cubs. I think the Cubs are going to be back to what they were two. I don't. Years I ago. don't like those over under numbers that are that high. Uh, you need a lot to go. How many teams win a hundred games? Not, Dodgers ninety six and a half. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch that one. Now, last year I went under. But I would under. take the under. I, I would actually feel pretty good about the under at 96.5 for a team that has Clayton Kershaw, who's been banged up year after year with the back problems. I think his and, number was 17.5, by the way, when told. I would take under. Yeah. And then uh, elsewhere in that rotation, I mean, it's not great. I know they do some different things with their pitching staff there, but I would go under at 96.5. That's really high. And wow. this, this one, I think, I know. This one, I think, but I got burned with that one last year going under, and it was less. It was, uh, well, it was like 93 or something like that. At 93 and a half. Uh, Rockies. I love I the Rockies. From. Love the Rockies. They're all about, they're built up on that bullpen. Charlie Blackman's coming off a great year. Nolan Arenado's a tremendous player. This kid, Ryan McMahon, can really play. He's going to be their starting first baseman on opening day. I really like what the Rockies said. They brought back Carlos Gonzalez quietly as well. Uh, and I know, you know, he's sitting out there forever, so you think, ah, he's not that good. But Carlos Gonzalez is a major league hitter. Wade Davis, Wade Davis, they bring him in to yeah. close out games. Well, Rockies, they spent a lot of money in the bullpen. 82 and a half. Uh, I'm over, Yeah, man. they're going over that. And to win the division, 7 to 1. 
I would jump on that. I would jump on that. I really would. I think they'll be better than Arizona. Rockies. Arizona's number was 85, and I think they'll be better than Arizona. I'm not big on the Diamondbacks. Granke has been awful in spring training. He's shoulder problems, groin problems. The radar gun is low, and you go beyond him. They lost J.D. Martinez. Uh, They've taken a lot of hits over the course of this offseason, and that, that Zach Granke thing, that's one of those big things I watch for in spring training. Who's throwing well? What pitchers? Because there's always a pitcher that the arm just doesn't bounce back for whatever reason from the season before, and I feel like Granke's one of those guys. Yeah, I think the Diamondbacks are. I'm always a bounce back year and then down. You know, instead of the Diamondbacks uh, doing what they did last year, building on that, I think they'll have a, a, a worse year. Sure, if you make that big jump, right. that 2015 game jump, then just sustaining it the year after that is okay rather than expecting another big jump again. Last year yeah. was the year to pick the Diamondbacks over, which I did. Now you would go under or you'd stay away from it. You can't now because everybody's going to do it. Oh, Diamondbacks, wild card, wild card. Everybody thinks the same exact thing is going to happen that happened last year. It never works out like that. No, no. All right, what are you guys thinking? Some of the over-unders, 800-321-0710, the number. Uh, we'll get some, uh, some calls in. And right now, let's give you a chance to win a couple of tickets to see the Mets and the Cardinals this Saturday at City Field. Be caller 5 at 800-321-0710 and you're the winner. Brought to you by the New York Mets and Coca-Cola. Opening weekend at City Field features a Mets Build-A-Bear Teddy giveaway to the first 15,000 fans in attendance this Saturday and a tote bag giveaway to all fans on Sunday. For tickets to opening weekend, go to Mets.com slash tickets. And those Saturday tickets, I'm telling you, that's the best-looking day uh, for opening weekend as far as the weather goes. And you want to get out there, forget about even the team. It's not about the games anymore. you got to check out every, It's, you know, opening weekend. You want to get out, see all the new things at City Field. Tailgate. Get, find out. Yeah, well, maybe tailgate. I was never a big tailgating guy. No, I want to get on. in the stadium. The whole I point wanna, of going there is tailgating. I want to go to, what's the place <laughs> that Nas owns? Oh, uh, uh, chick, chick something, chick, little yeah. chick or something. Yeah, like. the, the chicken place is yeah, right. phenomenal. I want to get a feel for what are my spots going to be. Little where chick. are my go-to spots during the during the season? That's what I want to do. Opening day, open opening day is tough to do because it's so crowded. So you do that, you know, games two and three when nobody else is there. The yeah. real fans go two and three. Smart, yes. The hungry fans go uh, games two and three. All right, uh, we'll mix in some calls as well. It's a sports zone with Pete McCarthy, Salicata on the Voice of New York seven ten W O R. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Now I've never been a big fan of these over unders, but this is uh, this is okay, Sal. We should team up with some of these. You need to start suckering me in. Might be too late. Well, I was giving you some of the home run totals I saw too for the Yankees. Greg Bird. Now I don't know if this was a mistake or not. Greg Bird was twenty two and a half. He just had surgery. I mean, he's, he's at two least, months. He's at the very at very worst, uh, or at the very least, he's going to be back. <laughs> He's missing two months of the year. And that's if he stays healthy the rest of the way and performs. And and not only stays healthy, but let's say the Yankees, they want to make a move before the deadline. If they're worried about him staying healthy, wouldn't you think that first base might be one of the spots where they would look to upgrade? Where else are they upgrading uh, besides starting pitching? Maybe that number was a mistake. I saw that last night. But the others that I know for sure are up. Uh, Sanchez, 31.5. What would you do? I'd probably go over. Judge, I like Sanchez. Ju- as me a too. Yeah, I like him too. Ju- uh, but it's again, that's hard to get to. I mean, we're just throwing away thirty home. But a lot has to go right. He's got to stay healthy. He's mm-hmm. got to produce. I would probably he's go a catcher with- too. So yeah. things happen. But I, I still like that over. He is a tremendous bat. Judge thirty six and a half. It's really low. We were both. Uh, we we're just sitting here during the break, and I'm like, that is suspiciously 
low. Like uh-huh. they are daring you to take that under because people could jump. They could have Judge at forty and a half, and people would jump on the over anyway. So the fact right. they drop it down that far, trying to get you to go mm, over. You know, he had the what the shoulder problem last year. He had surgery in the off season. Is that is that what I you're guess. banking on? Like, it, how is he not hitting forty homers again? It may have been you know like a minus one thirty or something situation. Um, no, minus one twenty. So that's actually not that bad. Thirty six and a half. And John Carl Stanton was forty one and a half. Seems about fair. I think I would go he's like no, at sixty. Well, I mean. the one thing with Stanton is he's been hurt a lot over the years. Last year was the first time really he's been healthy for a full season. You see what he could do when he is healthy. Uh, it's not a huge ballpark adjustment for him because you know Miami's always tough to hit it out. You think pit, uh, you know pitcher or uh, hitter's ballpark for Yankee Stadium, but for a right-hander, it's pretty fair. You think it's tough to get it out to left center? Still. You think you think Yanks won the division? Yeah. You'd pick them over the Sox. Yeah. I'm not picking the Yankees to go to the World Series. I don't like starting pitching. Right. You know, they could change my mind in July. Yeah, they'll add somebody, but will that somebody be good enough? I mean, Michael Fulmer, maybe? Would that change your mind? I don't see why the Tigers are dealing him, but well, sure. I know it's come up. I, I just I'm It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like three have, years into the league. Well, I know. I get it, but the Yanks have a boatload of guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to over the Yanks would have to overpay Yankees, to get Fulmer. Whoever the best starting pitcher is available at the deadline, They're the getting. Yankees can go get <laughs> <laughs> they will. Easy. They will go get. It's, it's that yeah. easy. Uh, the way they're set up, it is a wonderful place to be. That's gonna be one of the issues for the Mets. One of those little things. Keep an eye on. Let's say the Mets and the Nationals are competitive. Watch how the Mets farm system does because they don't have natural guys that they could trade. That was one of the issues this off season. So you need some guys to build up their value over the next few months. They're gonna need some guys to start, you know, popping. You want, you know, Pete Alonso down at Double A this year to, you know, hit. 20 homers at Binghamton the first half of the season, and maybe you can move them. You know, that, that, that's going to be important. Well, they have two options. One, you trade from the farm, but you'd have to have good players on the farm to trade. Or two, you take on some money. So, I mean, they're going to have to do one or the other at the deadline for whatever piece may be needed. And I'd be curious to see what the market is at the deadline based on this offseason. What do you think? I mean, it's got to have some impact on the trade deadline, no? I know prospects still have value, but what about older players, you know, bad contracts or things like that? But you also, another thing I'll throw out there, I have a tough time with that, but remember you have a crazy offseason coming up where Josh Donaldson and Bryce Harper and Clayton Kershaw can opt out of his deal. you got a lot of big-time free agents, too. Will teams want to lock up a position if they're planning on making a run at Manny Machado? If third base is a problem for the Yankees, are they going to want to go out and trade for somebody who's going to be around two or three years rather than wait for Machado and free agency? Yeah, That'll impact things a little bit. But, yeah, you, you bring up a good point. I'm not... I'm not sure how this offseason would impact teams at the deadline because there are rentals. You know, you're looking for three months. Right. No, but, but teams month- don't want to give up the prospects. You see that. Well, you that's saw what that I mean. last year. Those the prospects are valued now, yeah. maybe more than ever, and yeah. the money is just uh, you're not taking on as much anymore as you as you would in the past. Uh, let's grab some calls here, Pete in East Meadow. What's up, Pete? How you doing, guys? I appreciate your passion. Thank you. Thanks. What's happening? Uh, yeah, I'm a Dodd Met fan since 1977, and uh. Question for you. Do you guys believe in that Nimmo and the catching situation between Dono and Plowecki? I I like Nimmo. I, I think that he's going to play a lot the first two weeks, and then I'm not sure what his role is going to be when Conforto comes back. He's not starting. He's going to be a pinch hitter off the bench probably more than most anything else, unless you're just giving a rest day to Cespedes or Bruce, and that won't be as much of a consideration. 
considering they, they have these extra off days built into the season. And then Ploiecki, Darno, I have faith. I wouldn't say faith. I'm optimistic about Ploiecki. I want to see what Ploiecki could do. I think that he becomes the more significant part of that uh, combo behind the plate. I think Ploiecki will be okay. You know what he's going to do? He's going to do his job. Yeah. He's not going to be asked to hit 20 homers nope. and drive in 80 runs. He's going to be asked to get on base, go the opposite field, mm-hmm. get a couple of hits, and he's going to do that. He can hit a, give you a base hit to right center field. He can mm-hmm. hit a couple of doubles. Mm-hmm. More importantly, and I do believe Ploiecki will do that. I don't believe in Travis Darno. I think Darno is going to be irrelevant unless it's against the lefty, and maybe he could hit with some pop. But I am curious about the defense, because they're compared similar uh, similarly defensively, but I, I need more than what I've seen in the past from Travis Darno. Ploiecki's better defensively. Yeah, I know. They're saying they're similar defensively. I'm not buying that. Ploiecki's got to be a good, at least solid, defensive catcher. The, you know, the running game against us was an embarrassment yeah. in uh, the last few years. And in 2015, we went to the World Series. We had a couple of unexpected pieces with DeGrom and Familiar, so I'm hoping somebody might step up or we don't even expect it, like low-risk, high-reward with Adrian Gonzalez. I'm hoping something like that might uh, Well, but you you bring up a couple guys that were kids back then, and the only kid that I saw at spring training that I can see making an impact at some point is Luis Guillorme. And maybe there's a reliever or two that will pop a little more as mm. the season goes. Gershon Batista, he's the guy who can throw you know, 100 miles per hour. But I think Guillaume was the only player that I saw, let's say as Dribble Cabrera is struggling a few months in, that Guillaume could take over at second base and do a okay job and, over there. And they have a while to go before they get to that point anyway, because you'll see Reyes long before that. Sure, you- TJ Rivera. Comes back right. at some point from the Tommy John. Unfortunately, you might see Wilmer Flores. I, I don't. I think Wilmer should be you know anchored down at first base uh, against lefties, and that is it. Or I guess if something happens with Gonzalez, then you could give Flores a chance to play at first every day. But yeah, I, I think we have a while to go before they dig into the minors. All right, more calls and your chance to win an MLB Network prize pack coming up. 800-321-0710, The number. This is Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata on the eve of opening day on the Voice of New York seven ten W. More of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. And Sal's been guest co-hosting uh, every Wednesday this offseason, which has been uh, a lot of fun here on the show. And uh, while the season starts up soon, we'll still be crossing over quite a bit, including tomorrow after the game. You can hear uh, both of us on your way way home if you're lucky enough to be heading out to City Field tomorrow. Yeah, I guess because we're doing the show tomorrow, I haven't really thought about that, but this is the last Wednesday mm-hmm. of the offseason. Yeah. Man, we started, what, in January? Well, we started started, uh, in the fall. October, that's right. We started October. We started all the way back. So we've been doing this all off season. It's been, uh, it's been Mm -hmm. fun. And, you know, we'll have, uh, you'll be solo on Friday when the Mets are off. And every night the Mets are off this season from six to nine. So you want to get your sports zone fix. Uh, you could get it through Sal on those off days. And the fun ones are going to be, I mean, they're all fun. But when you and I do the long shows together again for the West Coast game, we'll do, we'll have the crossover for the afternoon games. Mm -hmm. But the West Coast games, those are always fun. Seems like funny things happen with that, right? Kevin James happened, uh, was that last year or two years ago? Well, it was a few years ago now. And yeah, there then, have been some, some and goofy things. Well, last year we had Mats, and then he ended up getting hurt uh, the following couple of games. So I just feel like every time we were together on those West Coast trips, you know, something crazy happens. Well, it's the Mets. There's <laughs> always something on those West Coast trips. So we're, we're just talking about it, uh, you know, every uh, every you know West Coast trip here. And then something I'm excited about, uh, Mets on deck this year, 6-10 every Tuesday 
Jerry Blevins going to be doing a, a weekly spot. Oh, nice. Uh, so excited about that. And, and Jerry wants to do some real fun things with it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what we could come up with. But I, I think that's going to be a real enjoyable listen. Tuesday nights at 610. Does that mean i got to take it easy on him if he doesn't get the job done? You can do whatever you want, Sam. Blevins into face Bryce Harper, key spot, you know, late in the game, whether it's the eighth or ninth inning. He gives it up to Harper. I can't rip him because he's a weekly spot now. Oh, we'll just have him rip you back. <laughs> No, he's supposed to be a really El good El Jefe. <laughs> I saw the paper. Jerry's familiar. Calls him El Jefe. He's the boss uh, in the bullpen, apparently. So uh, That's funny. That's we'll, great. We'll find out about that. So, yeah, that should be uh, fun this off season, or this season as well. Uh, let's grab some calls. 800-321-0710. Alan in Queens. How we doing, Alan? Hi. How are you doing, Sal? How are you doing, Pete? Yeah. Uh, funny thing about 2015 is that uh, Bryce Harper won MVP unanimously, even though his team didn't make the playoffs. So maybe you don't have to worry that much about Bryce Harper, because even if he wins MVP, he still may win the division. Uh, you, Alan, as usual, you've lost me. What did Bryce Harper do two years ago? Uh, in 2015? No, two seasons ago. Which, 2016? Yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, we'll check it out. So after his MVP <laughs> year, check out what well, Who's the MVP in 16, Alan? You always know the MVPs. Oh, that was uh, Chris Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the the point is, there's no no given here. Uh, Bryce no, Harper. We need Bryce Harper to win the MVP. That's 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 what we need. To I don't happen. think it helps for him to win the MVP, but it doesn't. It, that year, it didn't really hurt. No. Well, Harper was great uh, in 15. It just didn't matter because everybody else there was terrible. Right. It's not. It's <laughs> obviously not just about one guy, but I mean, Drew Storen in September. Ugh. Oh man, Cespedes owned him. The Mets just had Storen slammed the the locker and broke his hand, and Nationals were a mess. Mets were season. so much tougher than that. It was great. The Sunday night game where Duda took um, Zimmerman, was it? Yeah, yeah. Zimmerman deep, man. three pitches and three home runs. Oh for the Mets. my goodness, man! That or that four was... pitches, I believe it was, but three batters, three homers. That was, was great. that series, and then the one obviously in Washington later, and Flores early. Yeah, well, wasn't Flores that same? Flores was Friday night, and then right Sunday night was the back to back to back. Right, homers. so that series yeah. against the Nats, and then the one in Washington yeah. later in the year. Those two series were the culmination of frustrating years, really probably dating back to the collapse in 07, 08. I mean, they, 07, 08, you know about the collapse, mm-hmm. 09, disappointing, 10, same thing, and then 11, 12, 13, 14, just futility. They just didn't even try. But 15 came out of nowhere. That's what I mean. That was what was so cool about well, it. Well, right. So that's what I mean. So all those years of not having any meaningful games, and then boom, Flores stuff, they make they make the trade. They go pound the Nets, and then boom, they did it again in Washington. And they and I mean pounded the Nets. That was as fun of three game series I could remember. It's as fun as season. sports is going to get. Yeah, I mean when you have the season, low expectations, like uh, the Nationals could win the division in the same this year, the same way the Mets did in 2015, and they would be more relieved. It wouldn't be fun for them, but because of the Mets were the division was never on the radar. The attitude of Mets fans going into 15 was like, let's just have a meaningful September. Right. That was all anybody was asking for. And then because the Nats were so bad, then everybody was begging them to do something because they have a chance. And they got that done, and it is as good as it gets, I think. Um, you know, As a sports fan, you want to be the underdog. It's more fun than being the team that everybody expects to win and even pulling that off. Same same spot this year. Last year, I think people expected the Mets to compete. At least uh, more people expected the Mets to compete last year. Uh, certainly in 16. The expectations have dropped. They have dropped, and they're in a similar spot to where they were in 15. Sandy in Jersey. What's up, Sandy? 
Hey, Pete. I'm looking forward to seeing you outside the Apple at one of these games. Yeah, will you be there tomorrow? No, I've got tickets for a Saturday for DeGrom. Okay, okay. Well, we won't be there Saturday, but we'll cross paths eventually. How you doing? Everything oh, good? Yeah, eventually. Everything's great. Yeah. So I was wondering what you and Sal thought about the Mets without Addison Reed. Without Addison Reed, I think the bullpen's okay. I think Sal sounds like he's higher on the bullpen. Yeah, I think it's better. I mean, they get, they got guys. First of all, familiar back for a full season, healthy. You add Swarzak. Uh, you need you Swarzak to be Reed. That's what you're hoping for. Well, who am I forgetting? Who's the fourth guy? Blevins. Oh, oh Ramos. Oh, Ramos. Yeah, okay. Ramos. Yeah, the bullpen's it's okay. What I'm curious about is what role Robert Gasselman and Seth Lugo can play in that pen. Can they come out and give you three innings in a close game rather than just be mop-up guys? That's something the Mets haven't had. I think it was last time I was listening to you talk about that, and I loved what you were saying. They haven't had that guy, and I was thinking back to, you know what, Darren Oliver in 2006. I mean, I'm sure they've had some of those guys along the way, but they haven't had it in recent years, and to have... Two guys who could potentially be spot starters, mm-hmm. long men, and then rotate those guys. I mean, that is, that's a great asset to have. If you have a manager that knows how to push those buttons, which you hope Mickey Calloway with the is. pitching background has an idea how to do that. Gordon in Jersey. How are we doing, Gordon? Hey, how are you guys? Nice to, nice to have a chance to talk to you. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the other day I was reading uh, about Daniel Murphy, and, and honestly, uh, Daniel Murphy's a tremendous ball player. Mm-hmm. And he's been out, as, as you kind of well aware, I guess, and, he, and he's going to continue to be out maybe for another few, three or four weeks at least. And I feel like that's a pretty big loss for the Nationals. I mean, gosh, you know, the way he could hit. Um, what do you guys think? It's significant, but they also have Anthony Rendon, Bryce Harper. They got bat after bat after bat. They'll have they were without Trey Turner for two months mm-hmm. last year. They didn't uh, slow down at all without him. They're getting Adam Eaton back. I, I think they have enough weapons. They can withstand it for some time. You know, let's say it's the first I, month I, of the I season. I think they'll be okay. Good, you know, pretty good guys going in there. But you know, I tell you something. There's nobody like Daniel Murphy. When he, you know, I mean, this was this goes back years now that when he was with the Mets before he really became, you know, the hitter that he is now. I was pretty much, you know, in his corner all the way around. But, you know, I do want to mention one thing about Adrian Gonzalez, and honest to God, he's been, you know, I mean, all you have to do is look up a little bit of his uh, highlight reel on, uh, you know, on YouTube or whatever, but, and watch him over the over, year, over the years that I've watched him. Um, you know, not being in the L.A. area, I've only got to see him a certain amount of times, but uh, I'm certainly hoping that, you know, he has his chance to show what he can do. Let's hope that the back is okay. And, uh, you know, I really think that he could be a huge plus if he can do what he's capable, you know, maybe a 260, uh, hit the hit the home runs uh, occasionally, he one here. Yeah, and you're betting on a 36-year-old with back problems last year, hit three home runs in a little less than half a season with the Dodgers. I would not make that bet. But one thing I found interesting, Sal, you talked to veteran players on the Mets, find their teammates, you talk to we've talked to Ron Darling, uh, we've talked to Dan Plesac, you know that people that have been around the game for a long time, they all have the faith in Adrian Gonzalez. Even though my eyes when I'm watching spring training and they're saying, I don't I don't see Adrian Gonzalez five years ago. A lot of people who I respect for their baseball opinions, and maybe they're veterans of baseball, so they, you know, lean towards what a guy's done over his career. But I, I've been surprised 
how universal it's been for the people whose opinions I do trust that, hey, he's going to be fine. He's going to produce. Well, clearly you don't trust my opinion, but no, I, <laughs> I, I, I like the Gonzalez. I like the, uh, understandably so. Yeah. I like the Gonzalez signing, but we, we got to be realistic. I mean, he's not going to hit 25 and drive in 100. He's not going to hit 25 home and drive in 100 runs, but he is going to be a guy who could give you a professional at-bat, take the ball the other way, give you a base hit in a big spot, play good defense. Is he going to be here at the end of the year? Is he going to play in postseason games with the Mets? I'm not so sure, but I do like the, you know, look, it's they, they gave up nothing to get him, right? You take a flyer on a guy who's got something to prove here. He's a veteran who's done it before. I, I like it. I think it's a solid move. And it is more um, refreshing or relieving to hear guys like Plesak and Darling think sort of the same thing. Alderson, sorry, Sal. Alderson, sorry. That's right. sorry. Guys no, 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 but you're right. It, it obviously coming from them. But what about Alderson? I mean, there's a reason he took a chance on him. You know, they, they believe he could bounce back. Oh, you know, Sandy took a chance on Michael Kadire too. It's easier to go back the, on the record and the see good, this and the positives and negatives. The with good, him. the good thing about it is, if he's not, guess what? They'll get somebody else. Allen in Brooklyn. What's up, Allen? Yeah, before I make my point, you mentioned Clayton Kershaw earlier. I think um, a lot of people disagree with me, but I think he's the greatest pitcher of all time. And that uh, he's got work to do to get there, but greatest pitcher of all time. Based until now. No, no, Mm. based on what? Based on what? 10 years. He's the greatest pitcher of all time? Those are the greatest 10 years. Greatest 10 years. Are you sitting there breaking down film of the guys who came before him? You ever watch Bob Gibson pitch? Sandy Koufax? It's a better ERA and oh no 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 you're back. looking at numbers you're looking at numbers you can't just say I he's am. better because you look at the numbers on Baseball Reference. I'm sorry um, about the Mets. <laughs> all right, Alan, you're right. Everything good? <laughs> Deep breaths. We're good. What yeah, you got on the Mets, good. Alan? Real fast. Yeah, um, I think the key to if they have a chance of making the playoffs, they got to come out of the gate 25 and 15, and then go 500, then they got a chance at the wild card. Let's go. Let's do it. Thanks for the uh, for the call. Why you gotta scare people away, Sal? I mean, as you was, you was I mean, come on. He's, you come on. You can't come on the radio show and say Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher in the history of baseball's last ten years. You disagree? Just, I, I think up the you numbers. scared him. I looked up the numbers. I looked up the numbers. <laughs> you can't just look up the numbers. I mean, if it were that easy, everybody could do it. I mean, it's not. There's more to it. And what is he talking about? The wild card with oh, the Mets. No, that no, makes no, me more no, irate. All right, all right, all right. The veins are starting to pop. Let's uh, let's let's give away an MLB Network prize pack. Uh, if you are a caller, 3, 4, or 5 at 800-321-0710, you are winning an MLB Network prize pack. It includes a hat, t-shirt, koozie. That was the A number one for me. There's a cup in there, some foam fingers. Baseball season's back Thursday. MLB Network bringing you 17 hours of live opening day coverage, plus 15 games throughout opening week and live look-ins and analysis from the best in the biz on MLB tonight. Opening week coverage begins this Thursday, tomorrow, on MLB Network. All right, we'll get you ready for tomorrow as well. It's a big day for us, too. I don't think we're doing uh, 17 hours, but we'll be close. We'll be in there. 17 hours, huh? Well, MLB Network, 17 yeah. hours. We, uh, we'll be up there. We'll be up there. Morning show, we'll be talking about the Mets a lot. We'll be out Come at 11.30. We're going until 9. We got a lot of it. It's yeah. opening all day. That's it. Opening day is all day. All right. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy, Sal Licata on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Oh, the baseball offseason has uh, has about come to an end. We have, we've made it. It's over. That's it. 
So tomorrow morning, 11.30 a.m., Mets on deck live from City Field right by the Jackie Robinson Rotunda, the apple that everybody likes to meet at. You'll see a 710-WOR tent. My ugly mug will be in there. And uh, we'll be talking Mets again, 11.30 to 12.05 outside. You hang around at 12.05. We have a lot of tickets that you can win via some Mets trivia uh, that will be right at that tent. Again, then we'll start that up right after Mets on deck at 12.05. Uh, so if you're going to the game tomorrow, you're not rushing in to, you know, you, I won't, I'll make sure you don't miss any of the pregame festivities, but if you're not rushing in to hit Shake Shack before everybody gets in, you can win some tickets, <laughs> go back, and then you get the full concession experience, uh, this weekend, I promise. Yeah, it's going to be, I can't believe it's here. Opening day. Thank goodness. It's here. Yeah, really. It's so it's going to be nice to watch season. seven months of baseball for the Mets. Seven, huh? Going deep, all in now. Deep, no, I don't know. They're, they're going to be playing October. Let, let's do better than a month and a half like last year. How about that? <laughs> right, get me to the All-Star break, for goodness sake. Uh, let's, let's get to the trade deadline and have something to talk about yeah. versus uh, you know who they're going to sell and what minor league relievers they can get. Let's do better games, than yeah. last year. Yeah. That, that should be the motto not, not for the 2018 <laughs> Not hard to do. But uh, Joanna Cespeda, she thinks this team's better than 2015. Jay Bruce thinks it's the best Mets team that he's been on. Seems like the guys have bonded. Uh, if you missed Jay Bruce, Todd Frazier, they joined us on the show tonight. Check it out on the website, 710WOR.com. And uh, thanks to those guys for being with us on the show tonight. Wayne Randazzo as well. All righty, Sal. That's it. End see of the tomorrow. road, baby. Good luck tomorrow out there. I'll see you on the other side. We'll be back uh, after the postgame show Mets, together. Mets will be a half game up on the Nats after tomorrow. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, for Ray Martell, Mark Weiner, Sal Akata, I'm Pete McCarthy. Enjoy your night. Dave Ramsey's next.